as we have uh, talked about a lot during the pandemic, we, we focus a lot on the statistics, the numbers. But each one of those numbers is a person, uh, a life that was lived, an individual that was loved by family and friends. And sometimes those stories do come to the surface. A lot of people around the country have uh, gotten to know a little bit more about Candace Ayers. She is a local woman who sadly uh, passed away recently from COVID-19. Her family acknowledged her life, but also the events leading up to her death from COVID in her obituary, and they have gotten national attention for this. Uh, and I, uh, I I hesitated to reach out because I know this is such a, a difficult time for the family, but they have been gracious enough to uh, talk to a number of different media outlets about their mom, about her life, and about the message they are hoping to send to others and uh, agreed to do so here today as well. Mark Ayers is with us this afternoon. And Mark, uh, thanks again for taking the time. And again, our condolences to you and your family on the loss of your mom. Thanks so much, Jim. And and thanks for having me on so I can talk about my mom's story and our story. You know, and again, uh, the reason uh, people are, are hearing about this is because you have gotten a lot of national attention over the obituary. Before we get to that point, though, I wonder if you'd take just a few minutes to tell me about your mom's life, uh, who she was, what she was involved in and interested in, uh, and, and how she made a difference in the world. Uh, Jim, she was such an amazing person. She, you know, she just, she was an amazing mother to my sister and I. She was a wonderful wife to my dad of, of 43 years of marriage together. Um, I think one of the things my mom was most passionate about and lived for were her grandkids. And um, my sister actually has paternal triplets, uh, five years old, uh, two girls and a boy uh, named Andy, uh, Charlotte, and Daniel. And my mother just lived for her grandkids. I mean, she loved being a grandma, was over there all the time watching the kids and playing with the kids. They just lit up her world. They were her world. Um, and, and so these were the things that she cherished were, were family. Um, and we were a family. We were a family and still are a family that has always believed in, in science uh, and, and medical opinions of professionals. And when this pandemic began, you know, we, we did everything right. You know, we did everything that was asked of us, um, and it it, it 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 wasn't enough. You know, for my mom who was immunocompromised, and unfortunately, this virus took her life way way too early. She was vaccinated, uh, but you uh, believe and uh, and stated in her obituary that you you think she contracted this virus because she came into contact with those who had uh, willfully decided not to be vaccinated against COVID. W- as best you can piece together what what happened, how what was the chain of events that led to this? Yeah, so we've 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 documented the chain of events fairly well here. Um, So my family and I, all of us, were fully vaccinated with the Moderna vaccine in early March. We had had our second dose in early March. Um, And we were so excited at that point that we could finally go back to normal. We could resume life as we knew it as a family and and kind of get our lives back on the regular track. And in the middle of July, they had decided they were going to go down to Mississippi 
to go visit a good family friend of theirs who just lost her husband about a month prior to illness. And so they were going to go down there to console uh, this wife who lost her husband. And that alarmed us because Mississippi, you know, in July was a state that was kind of bucking the mask mandate. They had a very high infection rate, very low vaccination rate. And so that, that concerned us. However, my mother's uh, doctors and rheumatologists uh, signed off medically that there was no problem for them to go down to a state of high infection because they were fully vaccinated. And this was also an unfortunate time frame that happened in July where here in Illinois, things were remarkably great. Uh, the, the infection rates were, I think, nearing all-time lows. Vaccination rates were extremely high. Our county in Sangamon County was just fantastic looking. It, it, was, it had never looked better. And so at that point, all the restrictions that our governor put in place had been removed. And some of the leading virologists in this country were saying, if you're fully vaxxed, then you don't have to wear a face mask. And so eventually my family and I were um, you know, going without masks in, in, in public, but we were still being very cautious. We weren't eating indoors. Uh, even when we were going indoors to shop, we would still wear the mask. But things here were looking great. And so that combined with the fact that her doctor said it's okay to go kind of put our concerns to ease. And so they went to Mississippi just for four or five days. And on the way back home, on the drive back home, my mom already had the full-blown, every single side effect that this disease has caused, the extreme fatigue, uh, nausea, the chills, the body aches. I mean, everything that we see associated with COVID, my mother had, and it just hit her like a ton of bricks. And and my mother was immunocompromised. She had debilitating rheumatoid arthritis for a number of years and taking a, a medication that lowered her immune system so that it wouldn't attack her joints, but her doctor still let her go. Um, and so on the way back home, she had all these effects. And on July 28th, um, we had her take a COVID test and our worst fears came true. On July 28th, she was COVID positive, And that set in motion the downward event that ended to her death on September 3rd. The friend that she went to visit, was the friend unvaccinated? Has the friend tested positive? Is that where she got it, or was it some other place down there you believe was the, the source of the infection? I, I believe that the, the friend that she was staying with was unvaccinated, mm-hmm. um, but, but that friend also was taking my parents out all over the place to go eat and was taking my mother shopping. And my mother was uncomfortable you know, doing these things because she wasn't even eating indoors here in Springfield, let alone another state of high infection. I think my mother was very uncomfortable going out, you know, with down there and doing these activities. But, you know, she was told, you're okay. You're, you're even vaccinated. You're okay. And so my mother thought, well, I'll listen to my doctor and I'm going to be okay. And I, I just wish we got a second opinion from another doctor because she was not okay. And my dad did contact contract COVID-19 as well. He was positive two days after my mom took her test. But the vaccine worked for him. My dad had a minor case of the sniffles and lost his sense of smell and taste. But And now he's, he's, he's back to normal. 
He, um, he didn't have the it, same immune system issues that your mother had, though. That's correct. Yeah, my, my dad was not immunocompromised like my mom was. And and so, you know, Jim, it, it's hard to know if it was they could have gotten it on the way down to Mississippi. It, it could have been a gas station. It could have been a rest stop in Arkansas. I mean, it, we don't know, you know, where exactly on this trip it, it, they came in contact with it. But what we do know was it was a trip itself that caused it because it just it hit so fast uh, on on my mom. And and July 28th was the very beginning of those effects. Um, and she was, you know, um, in the hospital for over a month and a half battling this virus, which ultimately took her life. We're talking with Mark Ayers. His mother, Candace Ayers, passed away earlier this month of COVID-19. And after that, the family uh, put together an obituary that ran here in the local newspaper that reads in part, she was preceded in death by more than 4,531,799 others infected with COVID-19. She was vaccinated, but was infected by others who chose not to be. The cost was her life. Why did your family decide to approach your obituary in this way, knowing that that would certainly generate a lot of attention? Yeah, we we certainly wanted to make a point about that, and that's why the obituary was worded so strongly. And and kudos to my sister who who wrote that in, in that way. And I proofread it and and agreed, and my my father agreed that that was a a pungent point to put in there. And 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 we wanted to get that message across that. That we're, we're not here as a family to try and issue blame, you know, and I've been receiving so many hate messages on social media, people saying, why are you blaming the unvaxxed for your mother's death? And that's not why I'm, I'm here. That's not what my message has been. I'm, I'm not here to issue blame, per se, but what I am trying to do is hold certain people responsible for their actions, for where we're at as a country today dealing with this pandemic because a lot of this was preventable you know from the very beginning in march of 2020 when this thing began it, when we found out that covid was spreading a few things could have really helped stop its progression and stop the mutation that became the delta variant and at the time those things were social distancing and just wearing a mask and and a lot of people did those things you know we did those things but a lot of people didn't and, and then when the vaccine was finally available and, and ready for emergency use and eventually ready for full uh, FDA use, we got it immediately. And, my, and we were so happy, but a lot of people didn't. And people began bucking the mandate, bucking the vaccine, refusing it, calling it tyranny, that, that being safe and wearing a mask was an act of tyranny. And, and those actions led to this virus mutating, becoming this Delta strain, and and it got us to where we're at today. So I I do hold the actions of those people responsible for where we're at today. And it it, it was preventable, and it's tragic, and they're impacting the lives of so many people that did the right thing and yet are still dying because of the actions of others. You mentioned some of the angry reaction that you've gotten here. Uh, Overall, has it been more negative than positive? Uh, Have you gotten positive response to what you've done? How would you characterize the the response, both locally, but I'm sure now you're you're hearing from people all over the country as they've heard your family story? It's it's actually been a a global. um, It's been global, Jim. The response is... 
I tend to find, you know, on social media, the, the messages I get through my messenger tend to be the ones full of hate. You know, I think the, the trolls and the people who just exist to make your life miserable or prove some political point, they, they, they're active on social media. The people who I think have been impacted by this in a good way tend to, you know, not be so vocal about it and write you on Facebook. But I, I have received numerous, uh, I mean, probably in the, in the dozens at this point, of messages of people saying, thank you, I went through a similar thing because of your story, I'm going to get vaccinated now. And they, they, sent, they sent me photos of themselves getting vaccinated because of my mom's story. I've, I've gotten global um, connections now because of people hearing our story and getting vaccinated. I've, I've heard people that were immunocompromised who dealt with the same exact thing, people having rheumatoid arthritis and losing a loved one. Um, because of some immunocompromised drug that they were taking, and they were fully vaxxed, and they died. I mean, it, I, I'm just I'm overwhelmed with the support that we received, and it, it completely overshadows the, uh, the hate-filled messages that I received on social media. But you are hearing from people who were who were saying, uh, "Okay, I'm I'm persuaded now. Now I'm I'm ready to to get the shot that I I hadn't gotten up until this point." Yes, yes, I've. It, at this point, I, I've lost count on how many people have actually contacted me and said, you know, because of your mom's story and, and how it affected you, I'm going to get the vaccine now because I don't want to put anyone through that in my family. And and they've sent me pictures of them getting vaccinated. And they, they just showed they gave me a picture of their uh, the vaccination card with with, the, with yesterday's date on it. I mean, it, it just it, it warms my heart to see people do this because. Through people getting vaccinated, through people who are going to be wearing a mask again, it, it's continuing, you know, my mom's legacy. And people will have extra years on this earth. They may not know it, but it, it, it might be because of my mom. And, you know, through those actions, I think my mom will, will live on and we'd be very proud of that. And that is a profound legacy indeed. Mark Ayers, uh, uh, again, all the best to you and your family in this difficult time. And thanks for taking some time here with us this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jim.